from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, August 10th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Unconfirmed reports say the Big Ten presidents have voted against conducting a football season in the fall. The Detroit Free Press reports three people with knowledge of the decision said the officials voted 12 to 2 to cancel the season, but a formal announcement is expected tomorrow. Only Nebraska and Iowa reportedly voted in favor of playing. Coming during a tense week of emergency conference meetings, the vote signals college football's inability to grapple with the health and safety concerns needed to combat the widespread transmission of the coronavirus. It's expected the Pac-12 will soon follow suit. A fourth COVID-19 test result for Governor Mike DeWine came back negative Saturday after the governor received conflicting positive and negative results ahead of a scheduled meeting with President Trump on Thursday. The governor and First Lady Fran DeWine were tested at The Ohio State University out of an abundance of caution following a roller coaster day on Thursday that began with DeWine receiving a positive test result and ended with two negatives. The Republican governor had to take a COVID-19 test Thursday morning in Cleveland as part of a White House protocol for anyone who comes into contact with the president. The conflicting results come as Americans have grown frustrated over access to testing and quick results, and as Ohioans remain divided over DeWine's actions to deal with the pandemic. Critics say his early shutdown directives unnecessarily damaged business. Daycare centers can return to normal-sized classes as of today, but Laura Borchers says the situation isn't exactly normal. Now that the daycares are able to go back to full classroom size if they choose, some are, however, continuing those smaller class sizes so they can space kids out. Child care centers tell us they're prepared for extra hand washing, more sanitizing, as well as face masks. There are concerns about exactly what happens within each daycare as a case would be confirmed positive. That's something a lot of parents are going to be talking with their providers today about. I know that a lot of our families are kind of nervous about going back to the regular ratios. So I guess I'm kind of worried about, you know, obviously more kids and more um, exposure within the rooms. You know, the spreading we would have to, I'm assuming, close down if there happens to be a case of the virus. I'm Laura Borchers. Violent crime is getting so severe in Columbus that the police chief referred to it as a free-for-all. Stephanie Stanovich reports. Columbus police say violence in the city is getting out of control and ages are getting younger. We're seeing 13, 14 year olds involved in gun violence, not just pistols, but rifle, where there's a lot of rounds being fired. Chief Thomas Quinlan says there are not a lot of consequences for these kids. Most of these teens we've arrested 8, 10, 12 times for violent felonies. The chief says in some situations, young people are out committing more crimes while still having cases waiting in court to be tried. Report in Columbus, Stephanie Stanovich. Authorities say a seven-month-old boy has died after an attack by the family dog at an Akron home. Akron police said the pit bull attacked the boy and his 77-year-old grandmother shortly before 4 p.m. Friday. Police said the boy was rushed to Akron Children's Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. His name wasn't immediately released. Officials said the woman had minor injuries but refused treatment. Lieutenant Michael Miller told Cleveland.com on Saturday the case is being reviewed but no criminal charges are anticipated. Summit County Animal Control removed the dog but there was no immediate word on its fate. 
Like many school districts around Ohio, kids are preparing to head back to school next week in the Columbus suburb of Westerville, where they will be using a blended model for instruction. Tracy Townsend has the details. Superintendent Dr. John Kellogg says some of the different things we've gotten used to this year will look the same. All of the things you're seeing out in their communities today, which is expectations of wearing masks, social distancing, washing your hands, avoiding large crowds. It's going to be all the same kinds of habits that um, uh, they should be seeing out um, in their community today. As for sports, Westerville is currently following the safety guidelines set by the state, which include regular testing. I'm Tracy Townsend. Ohio's elections chief says about 120,000 inactive Ohio voter registrations could be removed from state voter rolls after the November election. Republican Secretary of State Frank LaRose says the purge is required under state and federal elections law. The voter registrations will be removed December 7th. LaRose says the figure of 120,000 could go down if people on the list simply vote in November or otherwise update their voter registration information. The number of inactive voters has shrunk from around 650,000 four years ago as people either voted or updated their information. Yesterday was commencement day for some college grads. Brittany Bailey has more. A new crop of Buckeyes officially graduated from The Ohio State University. A virtual graduation was held for the summer graduating seniors. More than 1,700 students graduated this summer. And the commencement speaker was former Ohio State basketball and NBA star and Olympian Michael Redd. I'm Brittany Bailey. States are having to consider whether they can afford a plan from President Donald Trump to extend additional unemployment benefits. Karina Nova explains. The plan requires states to provide 25 percent of the funds, and it's unclear whether they have the money or they will do it. President Trump issued an executive order Saturday to provide an additional $400 a week in benefits after Congress failed to extend a $600 weekly benefit. But Trump's plan requires states to kick in $100 a week, and many states are already suffering budget woes related to the coronavirus. Karina Nova, ONN News. And a man in Cleveland got hurt in an unusual way on Saturday night. Andrew Horansky has the story. You certainly don't see this every day. A man in a parachute suffered a bad broken leg after he slammed into a downtown Cleveland building. Now, this happened at East 12th Street and Chester Avenue at the Reserve Square building. When police arrived, they found him dangling and in pain some 40 feet above the ground. Cleveland firefighters helped rescue him. He was taken to Metro Health, and police say it is not clear from where that man originally jumped. I'm Andrew Horansky. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.